to the You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Koos. We believe that loving yourself is the key to transforming every aspect of your life. And it's our hope that these conversations bring you one step closer towards embracing this truth. Hello, and welcome to this episode of You Are Infinitely Loved. We are touching on a little deeper what we began speaking about on our last episode around setting expectations for the holidays. And we wanted to look at today how to resentment-proof your holidays. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Resentment-proofing. The holiday season is something that I think we all need to do. And when I hear the emotion resentment, I know from the from the work that I do in the coaching world that resentment is a fun little emotion that always communicates we haven't set a boundary. <laughs> oh, so that's on us. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think about it, it's pretty clear, right? When you resent anything in your life, it's usually because deep down, you know that you could have made another choice. So we see this playing out in people's lives all the time, right? It's that feeling you get when you say yes to an event and you actually don't want to go to that event. And then you end up sitting in the room thinking, oh my God, like resenting the entire evening and telling yourself all the ways that you could be better spending your time, for instance. Sam, this just feels so (laughs) not relatable to my life. I'm having, as a recovering people pleaser, I'm just having a really hard time understanding what you mean. (laughs) What do you mean? Yeah, I know for you, Lindsay, you've never said yes to anything that you don't want to do or be at. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, Mm -hmm. dear. This episode is specifically for me. Let's be real. (laughs) We see it at work, right, as well, uh, when when people start resenting their co-workers or their colleagues, often they, if someone leaves the, leaves the office at a reasonable hour, for example, and you're sitting back working really long hours and, and staying back late and you watch that person leave, you start resenting their existence. And the reason why there's resentment there is because you have not set the boundary for you to leave the office at a reasonable time. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're leaving. Their life actually doesn't have anything to do with your life, but that resentment that you feel is indicating, hang on a sec, where am I not setting a healthy boundary in my own life? So we see that resentment is always, whilst it doesn't feel nice, it's a really, really helpful, wonderful indicator that there is some boundary that you need to set for yourself so that you don't feel that resentment any longer. You know what I think is a close cousin to resentment Mm. is jealousy. (laughs) I feel like jealousy is so helpful in Mm. figuring out what you want. A hundred percent. And so where resentment is figuring out what's not working for you, jealousy is saying someone has something I want. And that can be a really helpful direction. Yeah, you're right. And they often do. Those two emotions often Mm -hmm. go hand in hand because you resent the fact that you don't have it. And that's, right. that comes down to the lack of boundary or the, the, yeah, what you have not set up in your own life to be able to have it. And then the, the jealousy kicks in because you really want it. So you're right. They often do go together. So we decided to talk about these topics specifically for the holidays because mm. I don't know, 
that could be a hotbed for <laughs> resentment and jealousy. <laughs> we often end up doing things in the holidays that we don't want to be doing <laughs> to our, uh, to our last what? episode. That can often be because we have strange ideas about what's expected of us, or we do actually have other people's expectations being placed pretty heavily on upon us, or mm-hmm. that we feel like we need to uh, see everyone and serve everyone because it's the holiday season. So mm-hmm. there is just ample room for a lot of resentment in the holiday period if we're not clear on how it is that we can best set boundaries and say no to the things that aren't going to be in our best interests. Well, I'm in. How do we do it? <laughs> <laughs> What's the plan here, Sam? <laughs> so I think if we're going to resentment-proof our life or resentment-proof our holiday season, I think it begins with looking at what are all of the possible commitments that you have coming up, whether, you know, social commitments that are coming up in your life or work commitments, just kind of taking a look at what it is that you have on your calendar, you know, in your schedule for the next six weeks or however long there's left to the, for the rest of the year. I don't even know. It's getting less than that. It's scary. Um, and looking at, I think doing, I think sometimes we can get very in our heads around this stuff. And I think resentment is often, as with most of our emotions, something that is felt in the body. So it'd be really interesting to just look at that calendar that you have, that schedule that you have, or the to-do list that you have and see which of those commitments make you squirm a bit. Which of them do you Mm -hmm. feel yourself having this reaction like, oh, you know, that sigh of Mm -hmm. like this feels like an obligation and not like something that I actually want to do. Does not spark joy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Mm -hmm. The opposite to sparking joy. This is sparking loathing and resentment. (laughs) Oh, geez, let's not. Let's not. (laughs) Maybe that's a little bit heavy. (laughs) But sometimes so you there are things that you have to do whether or not you resent it. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, I think this is step one. Very good point, Coos. Step one, go through and figure out what are all the things that you don't want to do that you're you're yeah, possibly going to resent. And mm-hmm. then with those things, take a look at them and ask yourself which of these do I really have to do? Because to your point, Coos, there might be certain things that obligations that yeah you don't want to go and do that thing but it's actually it's part of your job or it is really important to your partner and you cannot get rid of that one but I think if we are honest with ourselves we can pretty like accurately discern between those things like which of these obligations are actually obligations and which of these things do I feel obligated to do but I could actually say no to this. Mm. Yep. And I think the ones that you feel obligated to, is it for a long-term purpose? For instance, if you have to go to your parent or your partner's family's holiday extravaganza, Mm -hmm. and it's just not fun, a nightmare, you dread it. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously that's not probably going to be something you're looking forward to and enjoying, Mm -hmm. but how much it means to your partner and the investment in your partnership, that mm-hmm. might be worth it. Mm-hmm. I guess you're not coming to my party then. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a uh, subtle hint, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of this, 
as the reframe queen, Lindsay, I'm sure you're you're all oh, on yeah. board for this. But a lot of a lot of this is about reframing things because I think part of resentment proofing your holidays is about realizing that you are making choices in your life. So if you can take responsibility for the choices that you're making, it will be easier to accept accept the consequences of those decisions. So when you take a look at your schedule, like we're suggesting, and you look at all of the commitments or obligations that you have coming up, and there are ones on there that you decide, actually, this is something that, you know, I might not want to do, but I'm investing in long-term relationships and I'm going to do it. Having that moment of reflection before the event comes around means that hopefully, if you can be a mature adult, you're not going to feel you don't have to resent that anymore because you've actually sat down and looked at it and you've made a choice. So to be able to say, I'm choosing to be here because I'm invested in this partnership means that even when you are there and things might not be, you know, as as cheery as you want them to be or that might not be your favorite place to be in the world, rather than sitting there and wishing that you were somewhere else, you're sitting there knowing, no, I looked at this and I made a choice. And I am, I'm here because I chose to be. And I think acknowledging our choices like that and the responsibility we have for the things that we say yes to in our lives means that, again, that resentment can drop away. The resentment is usually there when we unconsciously go into something and don't think about what it is that we actually want to be doing. 100%. So good. So good, Sam. <laughs> yes, I think a lot of times we just go through the, um, what's, gosh, you have to edit this. What's that word? Um, the motions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, you just go through the motions and you're like, oh, this is what I do. You know, the holidays, this is, this is what's expected, expected of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the part about being intentional in your choices. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, if I choose this, if I say yes, say yes to this, I'm saying to no to this other thing. And I know the consequence that will come up with it. And mm-hmm. I fully accept it. Yeah. Then, you know, when it happens, you're not going to resent it because you're like, well, I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. I, I made the choice to be. And I made this decision. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. Like when you want to, so resentment proofing, any any time in your life is really looking at, okay, what are the boundaries that I need to set that I haven't set? And if I am going to be going, what are the intentional choices that I'm making and how can I accept responsibility for those choices? It's kind of twofold. And I think when we think about the holiday season and all of the things that can come up, I also think an important part of boundary setting is to realize Yes, there are certain boundaries that we need to set and those boundaries need to be communicated to people. So when I, whenever I'm talking to clients about setting boundaries, the first step is that point around where do you feel any resentment in your life because that's a beautiful indicator that this is where you might need to set a boundary. And then the second step is who do you need to communicate that to? Because if you are going to suddenly, you know, change the way that you've always behaved, um, start for, you know, start leaving the office earlier as a, as a very basic example, then you obviously need to communicate that to the people that will be affected. You can't just start changing your behaviours and not saying anything to anyone because people are going to be a little bit, you know, 
uh, they're going to push back on that and they're going to be disturbed Mm -hmm. by that change in behavior. So looking at who do you need to communicate the boundary to and then what are you going to do when you get pushed back on the boundary? Because Mm -hmm. you're always going to get pushback on your boundaries. And again, this isn't because the people are necessarily evil or they don't have you know, they don't love you or anything like that, but it really is this. Well, Sam, we don't know that. They might be evil. They might not love you. We don't know. Let's not make assumptions here. They they could be evil. Um, But it's likely not. Likely not. It's that they're used to you doing things in a particular way and it's not going to feel natural to them when you change that um, method of behavior. And also if we're Mm -hmm. going to be really honest I saw a beautiful quote about this and I've used it a lot in my talks here in Phuket. And the annoying thing about this quote is that it wasn't attributed to anyone. So if any listener is listening to this podcast and thinks, hang on, I said that, then please let me know because I don't know who said this, but I think it's a beautiful quote around boundaries, which is the people who disrespect your boundaries are those that benefited from you having none. Mm, Yes. And it's so true, right? Mm-hmm. If if you are someone that has had no boundaries and has overgiven and done everything for everyone and never set any kind of boundary around what you're willing to give or how much energy or time or work you put into something, then the people that have benefited from that people-pleasing, selfless behavior are then, of course, going to disrespect the boundary because now they might have to put in a bit more time or more energy or more work or adapt their behavior and why would they want to necessarily do that you know it is this is why people don't set boundaries because it's not a fun thing to do it's not like woohoo let's all go set a boundary like... no is that not for doing this weekend no okay cool yeah me neither cool <laughs> You know, I think especially like when we give the work examples, that's one thing. But I think around the holidays, it's usually about family. And it's usually about, you know, we've always done this in our family. Um, Mm -hmm. Or I've heard a lot from clients. um, My grandma, aunt, uncle, slash, you know, whoever is really Mm -hmm. sick this year. Um, Or they're getting older and I'm fearful about them getting older. Or Mm -hmm. um, I need to sacrifice everything that I want to do or feel or need in exchange Mm -hmm. for this family member who has greater needs. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, you can usually kind of escape some of that family obligation Mm -hmm. throughout the year, but the holidays, it really kind of comes to a a fever pitch and a boil where everyone is, we're all a little tired. There's, you know, we're a little overscheduled in the holidays Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's one area that we can focus on is how to be less busy Mm-hmm. and to cancel some of our schedule, but also to notice that um, we're probably not all operating at our best in December. You know, I don't know about all... you, Lindsay, but <laughs> <laughs> I am right on point in December. Speak for yourself. <laughs> no, you know, it's like wrapping up into your stuff at work. It's, yeah. um, you know, the extra things, the the Friendsgiving, the family Christmas, the friends get together, the mm-hmm. ladies night out, the, you know, all these things that are really fun and wonderful usually. Mm-hmm. Um, they wear us out. We're pretty spent, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and usually when we're doing those fun things, we are eating differently. We mm-hmm. are exercising and moving less. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of this perfect, you know, storm for us to fall apart yeah. and not to hold our boundaries or to resent people who um, we feel are encroaching on our boundaries. Yeah. And so sometimes the boundary might be just around, you know, 
the time commitment that you make to something. It might not be that Mm -hmm. you say no to showing up, but it might be that you go to something for an hour and a half rather than your entire evening. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that's a helpful one when we think about family commitments in the holidays. Like how can we show up for the people that we love, but give ourselves the energy we need to, or the time that we need to restore our energy, particularly for those of us that might be more introverted than others. And also like for work part, you can also just take longer time um, to finish work. So I know that at my job, mm-hmm. when we know, when we see that Thanksgiving's coming and then followed by, you know, uh, Christmas and New Year's projects just get estimated to be completed in a much longer time period than any mm-hmm. other time of the year. Because mm-hmm. we know everyone's just going to slow down. Mm-hmm. Everyone will want to take some time off to be with their family. Mm-hmm. And this is, that's just, you know, the expectation that we set for everyone is that, hey, slow down. Wouldn't it be nice if most workplaces operated? I like know, that, that sounds like <laughs> a very healthy workspace. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really wonderful is to acknowledge, yeah, that things are going to take longer at this time of year for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. But, but mm-hmm. I feel like most people don't have either that acknowledgement or that recognition in their own mind Mm -hmm. and in their own for their own schedule in their own life or they don't work at companies that are like that i'm so glad that you do right Right. i would say something i would want to throw out too that is maybe not always the fun topic (laughs) be a little debbie downer here Mm. um in my work as a therapist i get really busy around the holidays Mm. both before and after Mm. and it's because everyone's trauma with their families um yeah, it, it sparks, it happens, you know, it gets triggered. Mm-hmm. And so I cannot overestimate how much that trauma drains you from energy and drains mm-hmm. you from the desire to be with others mm-hmm. and to celebrate. And so I think most people, a lot of people hold a lot of guilt around that, around, mm-hmm. um, I want to go celebrate. I want to have fun. I want to do these things. And I kind of don't want to leave the house. Mm-hmm. You know, and so balancing those really powerful emotions um, can be really tricky. And I think we, again, let our guard down, let our boundaries down when we're in those more vulnerable places. Mm-hmm. And so I think being aware of that, like, can you take an inventory in the past years, have the holidays been a little more emotional for you? Mm-hmm. Is like, do you enter January feeling refreshed or burnt out? Mm-hmm. Um, are there certain people that you spend time with that drain you of energy that you could spend less time with or no time at all with mm-hmm. um, kind of just kind of even imagining like my energy cup. If I have mm-hmm. this much energy to give, mm-hmm. how much is my trauma uh, going to take up? How yeah. much is, um, you know, my family or my obligations or my work stuff or whatever it is, how much energy will that actually cost? Mm-hmm. And do I have that to spend? That's been a really helpful tool that I that I use both for myself and for my clients. And I love that. And I think on that, it's about if you are looking at your energy in terms of it being an energy cup and you having a certain amount and looking at how much, you know, each of these different things in your life is taking up. It's also about looking at what are the things that I can do to energize myself? What oh, things yes. will fill up that cup so that when I am mm-hmm. giving it all to these people, How can I, if I do want to be able to spend more time with my family, okay, cool. That might be something that you can do. But if that is going to take more energy from you, then where are you planning to create the time and space 
and do the thing, whatever things or whatever it may be that restore your energy. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think also boundaries is, you know, we often think about setting boundaries with other people and saying no to things and putting limits on things, but often we can be setting really healthy boundaries for ourselves that have nothing to do with other people necessarily. I mean, it depends. Um, but things like the amount of sleep you're going to get, putting a boundary on what time you go to bed during December, putting mm-hmm. a boundary around how much alcohol you drink, putting a boundary. You can have all kinds of boundaries for your own lifestyle habits that, again, allow you to have more energy in your life and to be operating at the you know the best health that you can be during this difficult season and those boundaries that's up to you to respect your own boundaries because often we're the ones that throw our own boundaries out of the water you know mm-hmm. we set ourselves a we... rule and then we're just like ah whatever fine <laughs> yeah i think if we can like even talk to a friend about that you know mm. um here's my struggle. Here's what I'm hoping will happen this year. Here's where I'm spending my energy. Here's where I'm, where I'm filling up my energy cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just that, that external accountability is so powerful Yeah, that you've set it out loud into the world. Yes. Um, you've got someone to keep you semi accountable to, you know, depending mm. on your level yeah. of asking for accountability. Um, but I think, yeah, just the power of saying it out loud really does something. It says, yeah. I've thought about this. I'm intentionally putting it out there. Totally. Um, and I yeah. think going through and if there are certain things that give you energy that you know about, like it could be like acupuncture, for example. If that's something that helps you restore your energy, then making some appointments or making an appointment in December ahead of time now that mm-hmm. as as it creeps forward and we get closer to that season, you know, your calendar may be so full that you you can't find time for it but how can you kind of schedule in the things the restorative activities before you schedule in the -hmm. other family commitments and social commitments and then you can sometimes you might be able to say oh no sorry I've got an acupuncture appointment (laughs) I can't Mm -hmm. go to that so it's like you know you're setting yourself up for success if you're taking care of your needs before you're putting in these other commitments to other people and I think that's a prime example of putting yourself first, mm-hmm. you know, that your health, your well-being is more important than your obligations. Do you mean to say that we're talking about self-love here? <laughs> Did we land on the subject again? <laughs> Did we somehow come back around to self-love? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that is the key, right? To resentment proofing your holiday is 100%. you absolutely have to take excellent care of yourself. Mm. And it's an invitation to do so, but it's an invitation to thrive in the season instead of just survive it mm-hmm. and to truly enjoy it, to have the ability to be present with the reasons you're celebrating holidays, you know, be with your people, um, mm-hmm. celebrate what you want to celebrate, you know, mm-hmm. and to truly be able to be present for that instead of drowning in exhaustion and anxiety. Yes. <laughs> and I think, you know, I know that we have used this question before and we've done an entire episode on this question, but if you are looking for a question to help you set a boundary, the question is, what would you do if you loved yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, Because if you can ask that, that question to yourself when you are saying yes or no to particular commitments mm-hmm. over the holiday season, then the answer to that question, you know, the self-loving thing to do will 
it will show you where the boundary lies, you know. If, mm-hmm. if the answer is, well, if I loved myself, I would only go and see this family member for two hours of my time, then cool. How can you make that happen? You know, mm-hmm. how can you communicate that? Yep. Yeah. I would say for me, um, you know, this is not rocket science. A lot of ancient traditions have <laughs> encouraged this. But for me, it's not planning things on Sunday, keeping mm. that one day um, open to either relax and rest or to prepare for the week ahead. Um, mm-hmm. But just trying to keep it really simple and gentle. Yeah, you're right. There's a reason why that mm-hmm. kind of rhythm and was was structured into the way that we live mm-hmm. our lives. And it is meant to be mm-hmm. that day of rest. And I think another important thing to touch on when we talk about boundaries and resentment proofing your life is the work of someone that I know Lindsay, Lindsay and I are crazy fans of, uh, and maybe Chris too. I don't know. Chris, I'm leaving you out of this, but maybe you're Brene Brown's biggest fan. Who? <laughs> Who's this? Queen Brene. Queen Brene. <laughs> but when Brene talks about boundaries, one of the things that stuck out to me. Oh, wait, that... you're on a first name basis with oh, Brene? Me, me and Brene, I, we go way back. I call her Bray sometimes. Bray. <laughs> She talks about, you know, when we think about these conversations around boundaries, some of them are quite simple and some of them are really awkward and conversations that we don't want to have, right? There's a reason why people don't set boundaries and that's because it's difficult to have conversations like this and to risk offending someone or to kind of say, hey, what I want and what you want are different things and so I'm going to choose myself. Again, there's so many reasons why this is awkward for us and part of Brene Brown's work was to say okay well you can choose 30 seconds of courage or a lifetime of resentment (laughs) you know and I have used that in my own life to be like oh my goodness do I confront this person right now who's pushing back on my boundary and do I reinforce the boundary and say actually this isn't okay with me And that can feel like the most scary thing to do because I am someone that struggles or doesn't struggle with, but I don't think anyone particularly enjoys confrontation. Maybe maybe the type eights on the Enneagram like it a little bit more than others, but most of us don't really like confrontation and we don't really like conflict. And so if we're like that, we tend to avoid it, which is certainly my case, then a conversation where you are standing up for yourself and reinforcing a boundary can feel really awkward awful to have but if I think about it as back to our point around intentional choices a choice between courage or resentment I'm going to choose courage it's not necessarily going to be comfortable but I'm going to choose courage Mm. now you have to have courage to pick courage over resentment (laughs) sometimes it's hard to find that initial courage to choose courage I agree. And that's where if you make the wrong choice, you bring in self-compassion. That's why there's always an answer with self-love. Because if you get it wrong and you don't stand up for yourself and you're in a position where you're resenting something because you didn't set a boundary, then bring in the self-compassion. Be kind to yourself because you're a human and you didn't get your first try at setting a boundary right. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And scene. Well, I think we've cracked the code and we have figured out how to resentment proof your holiday. Absolutely. <laughs> Just a few easy steps of courage. Gosh. <laughs> no, I, I want to say that 
everything we talk about on this podcast is centered around becoming more self-loving. It is really complicated and hard to choose a life of self-loving uh, behaviors and patterns. And so as always, we say, how gentle can you be with yourself on this path? Yeah. Um, keep coming back to it. Keep visiting the island of self-compassion and self-love. And I feel like, you know, as the three of us have talked about this so much um, and done so much research and work around this stuff, it just feels like sometimes we make it a little harder than it has to be mm. because of our stuck patterns. And really, at the end of the day, the question remains, what can you do? What can you say? How can you behave in a way that reflects that you love yourself? Yes, I love that. And so for anyone that might be listening to this, if you have enjoyed this episode, we would love you to head on over to iTunes and review it because it's in reviewing our episodes that other people can find us. And also, if you know someone that finds the holiday season difficult, that has maybe some challenges with their family, or maybe they're grieving during this period, or something might be going on where they tend to overcommit and try and please every person in their life. If you think this episode could be helpful for them, then we would love you to share it with them. So you can share it through the podcast app on your phone, or you can just obviously text them or email them and send them the link to this episode, because the more people we can get these messages to, the better. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for listening to this episode. Our hope is that each day you feel more connected to the knowledge that you are infinitely loved. If you want to continue this conversation, you can find us at youareinfinitelyloved.com.